0: Because maybe this is too, like, philosophical. I don't,
1: like, not this is up, a rare like, disease off. podcast, not no. a philosophy <laughs> podcast. No, but like, it's too no. out
0: there. Hi, this is Alana. And this is, wait, how do you spell that? A rare disease podcast produced by Patient Worthy. Also, a disclaimer up front, we're not doctors, but we're just here to talk about the rare disease experience and patient experiences and chronic illness and uh, what's going on with coronavirus. We don't know. I'm here today with a guest, Sunny. Um, You might actually know her already, either from articles on our site, because she writes for us, or from our Instagram, because she is the person on the Patient Worthy team who most uses the Instagram, and when we have a drawing from us, it's usually from her. You might be messaging with her, and here she is. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Sunny. (laughs) um we are in quarantine right now um you know should we we mention what the podcast is about Uh, um yeah um this podcast is going to be about coronavirus which is of course not a rare disease it unfortunately is super common but it overlaps a lot with rare disease
1: patients and i think rare disease patients are sort of the
0: experts on health insecurity (laughs) and also it's um you know, it impacts everybody's life and it also very much impacts anybody who's living with a rare disease. And, you know, it, all of us, anything we're doing right now, we're doing during the time of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. rare
1: disease patients, I guess, are also particularly affected in that they're big users of the healthcare system. Yes. And the doctor's office and having that taken
0: over by this contagion affects all of our lives. Yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of people know about immunocompromised people are, you know, in high-risk groups for coronavirus, as are a lot of people with different rare diseases. Um, But I think it sort of, it gets sometimes limited to immunocompromised when it's like, like, if you have any type of lung condition, you are also impacted by coronavirus. There's a million types of conditions that, make you vulnerable besides just the classic immunocompromised conditions Um, and it's also like I was recently reading an article um, by a person with vision impairment um, which I'll try to link in the link description of this podcast but it was talking about how as like a person with vision impairment that you rely a lot on like touching different surfaces or asking other people for help or directions which are Things that are a lot harder now when you're not supposed to talk to people and you're not supposed to touch anything, and um, it's just like it's sort of whatever you had, it's amplified. Like yeah. there's just this exponent on it. That yeah, there's an intersectionality of health issues and coronavirus, and when you have both, suddenly you have a whole new set of issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there's so many things that could affect uh, someone's experience with like the COVID nineteen pandemic. And, um, you know, even if you have a rare disease that maybe, like, for whatever reason, it doesn't really interact with coronavirus, but um, rare disease can cause a lot of mental health issues. And you might be missing seeing your doctor, you might have to move your (laughs) therapies online. Yeah, Um, you might not want to go to a hospital at a time when a hospital is Mm -hmm. full of things that are dangerous, really, for everybody. Um, Even if you're not in a risk group, it doesn't mean it's not a risk to you. Um, We really like we don't know and like there's just so many things that could affect covid and um or like someone's experience with the covid19 era that something I was thinking about is it's like I personally because I'm not um visually impaired beyond wearing like regular glasses uh I probably wouldn't have thought about the fact that if um you know I would have to touch a lot of surfaces And I think, like, the biggest thing right now is just checking in with people and seeing what they need. Because it's, like, it's hard to just guess from the side. But instead, like, actually going to the communities and listening to what they're saying um, they need or what they're saying is getting complicated by this. Like, another thing I read is that um, this was in the same article by the first, and, and they were saying that they use um, Instacart in the delivery grocery systems regularly because that's the easiest way to shop. And right now, you know, you can't get an Instacart delivery for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's just all these different things that would be hard to predict if you weren't actually in that situation.
1: And I also did an article with um, a girl who was 15 and she needed a a surgery instantly, basically, or very soon, in order to keep her ability to walk. Mm-hmm. And for all of us, life is on hold. But for some people, life being on hold is a life or death situation. Or yeah, That's not maybe the way to say it for her. But uh, she will lose her ability to walk unless she gets the surgery now. But she's immunocompromised and she can't get it. And so yeah. she's not going to be able to walk again. And she's accepted that. But I guess that these issues that all of us are affected by delaying our lives, but for some people that is a lot more heavy and urgent than others.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very heavy. And I think there are a lot of people who are feeling that impact of not being able to get the medical care that they'd be able to have if the system was working the way it had been working before, which was also not exactly the way we want it to be working, but was better than how it's working right now. Um, and I know another thing, um, you know, we've talked about this on our Instagram, but people who have always needed to work remote and weren't offered the accommodation to do that. And now you're seeing everyone else do it. And like realizing that, like seeing the world pause for lots of people when it didn't pause for you, when you were going through a major life change. And also there's, there's a little bit of like with coronavirus, I feel like it's almost like this micro version of people understanding what it's like to stay home and why it's not fun and like what it's like to have to be constantly worried about your health. And like this way of just sort of like, it's almost just like, sample it for, sample it for a couple months. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap, I think, between
1: this experience and what some rare disease patients described but was never understood. And it seems well, I you kind of yeah, just said this, but it seems like everybody is just getting it, but in a way where it'll be over. And
0: mm-hmm. it's also
1: something that rare disease patients often have to accept. It'll be chronic. Yeah. And so it's almost like people also have to understand that even if they understand it to a small extent, there's still a huge part of it that's
0: not being felt right now, which is yeah. that this will not end. And also like that, I mean, right now, um, we're both quarantined, but as of now, neither of us appear to be carrying coronavirus or have had coronavirus. So there's also, it's like, yeah, you're at home and you're bored and your life is on hold, but you're not in pain. Um, You're not slowly watching yourself lose abilities that you used to have. And of course, when we're talking about this, we're talking about the rare disease community broadly, experiences that exist within the rare disease community. But obviously, there are many, many, many rare diseases, and each of them manifests differently. And um, so, like, there's so many different situations. So, this is a, these are things that apply within the rare disease community, but not to all different states. But yeah, um, one of the reasons we have Sunny on this podcast is that she's actually written an article, and she's she's written a few different things. Um, she's written articles. She's made memes. Um, And she definitely has focused on writing about how to adjust to living in the time of coronavirus, living in quarantine, caring for yourself, making sure you're staying mentally healthy and physically healthy, and the brain is part of the body. So technically, those are the same thing. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so I wrote this article, not as an expert myself, and I guess that also helped me reconcile how to change my habits. Because I, too, am adjusting to setting myself a new routine. And I guess I wrote some of the tips. I already, how do I say this? I've already been working remotely and stuff. Yeah, something we, we, yeah. We already work
0: remote. Yeah, Um, The patient-worthy team members do. So I guess switching to, most people
1: are adjusting to working remotely. But we have already had to set ourselves a schedule. it's hard. It's hard. Um, because you don't interact with people all the time and you don't have some rhythm or people who keep you
0: honest. Feeling like you're in real life.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> um, you can really take that break whenever you want. So it's a lot of self-discipline to setting yourself a routine. Um,
0: I guess that's one thing I've focused i focused on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think also, especially, um, we've always worked remote and we are really lucky and thankful that our job translates into a remote position and that we are still working. But, um, you know, a lot of people work in jobs where you're just, you're, you don't have your regular job too. Yeah. You don't have uh, the same structure. You don't have an assignment to turn in by the end of the day. Um, you know, if you're a server, if you, you know, have a million different jobs of businesses yeah. that are closed right now.
1: And I guess this applies though to anybody, not just people who are able to work from home, which, yeah, is a privilege but no matter who you are when you're housebound it can start to feel really endless and purposeless if you don't start to set yourself a routine because it's just good to keep like a pers- keep a keep a purpose I guess um, and so some things I've started doing since I've adapted to this is for example waking up super early um, You have been waking yeah. up super early and so just I wake up choice. at 8 but like <laughs> I just like stay in bed and do Duolingo. Um, me waking up early is not necessarily a choice. I have a puppy sharing a bed with me. Um, so 7 a.m. we're both up, but I have focused on when I do get up, I won't open social media. That's a You're new so trick. good. Yeah, because on and it really does set the tone for the whole day. I know that might be a stereotype, but when I don't open it in the morning, it's not really that interesting. It's just what do I do? Social media. It's just fair. yeah, it is very
0: uninteresting. <laughs> I I like to do a slow wake up, like a like sort of like a gradient wake up, and so I like to go on my phone. But I've been on Duolingo because it's like a social media alternative, like. It's still my phone, but instead I'm learning Spanish. Yes. I was doing that with chess for a bit, but uh, chess on your phone is actually
1: still just a game. And yeah, I mean
0: Duolingo <laughs> just feels like a game, but then you're like you're learning something. Yeah, that's a good See? way. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I
1: guess that helped make things feel a bit more structured. And one thing I also set into, I started doing was I got an app. Uh, I think it's called Coach Me, mm-hmm. and I keep track of how many times a week I do Spanish and how many times a week I run and meditate. And it's these things that it's nice to build upon. It doesn't feel like I'm aimlessly doing them. It's like, okay, now I've seen, I did it four times this week and just a check mark helps for some reason. Yeah. I
0: would love (laughs) that, but I don't have any room on my phone. And so I'm like, maybe my next good activity will be like getting rid of Half of my 15,000 pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I feel like I would love that validation of being able to see it. A lot of the different stuff I use does keep track of minutes that I do something. Um,
1: it does. So, I think just keeping track, it's like keeping track of the day of the week. Mm-hmm. Remembering like to message people and keeping a schedule is a
0: way to make this not feel like this weird, chaotic. Well, I think at core it's like validation. Yeah. and i think that um you know whether you have an app or whether you like me have 15,000 photos on your phone instead of any apps like 30, you can still 000. offer <laughs> you can still offer yourself validation of being like yes i'm doing something good and caring for myself is something good and is something Um, i like, I hesitate to use the word productive, but um, because I more have problems with the idea that you have to be producing something all the Mm -hmm. time. Um, So just that you're doing something good when you are caring for yourself. Because
1: I've seen this a bit on social media where there's this post, like, if you don't come out of this with a side hustle and doing your new hobby, you're like, you didn't have, not have enough time. Or You wasted your time. That's such shame-based... Yeah, and I feel like that is not the point of what I'm saying. It's not that, like, you need to learn Spanish while you're here. Yeah. It's actually that it makes you feel good.
0: Yeah, I'm not learning Spanish Mm -hmm. to become a good person. Like, you know, like... It just feels good to be worthy. Yeah, it's like I'm learning Spanish because I... Because, like, you know, you are a person that's deserving of feeling good. And learning Spanish is something that helps me maintain a sense of, like... In a time when every day feels the same, it's having a changing vocabulary list helps.
1: And it helped me even, like, I am not somebody who does purposeful exercise um, on a day-to-day basis. purposeful (laughs) exercise. Yeah, like, I used to... I walked around a lot where I lived before, but I wasn't scheduling it to my day. And these days, I have started running. And there's so much cool stuff
0: online. I tried to go to a webinar this morning of um, hypermobility, uh, yoga, but in the end, I do not have a puppy sharing a bed with me and Mm -hmm. I didn't wake up early enough.
1: Um, but it's like, these things feel good because you have endorphins and you're moving, but also just, okay, I guess this time is not, I I guess I don't see it as a time wasted, but a time to change and Mm -hmm. a different use of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But like, even if you're not doing all like, the things that you feel like you should be doing, it's still a time where it's, like, it feels like with coronavirus, the main thing you are doing is passing through it. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. you are, like, you're a passenger in a car Mm -hmm. and, like, you kind of just have to get to the other place. But, like, if you have, if you study Spanish while you're in the car, then, like, great, you're ahead on Spanish. (laughs) Um,
1: Uh, And it, it can even just be something that you feel, I think, achieving goals and having something to look forward
0: to, It's so, it's, like, I feel like this is, like, a much broader conversation, but it's, like, the sort of shame-based messaging of, sort of, like, if you didn't learn Spanish in this time, or, sorry, I keep on coming back to Spanish because that's the coronavirus project I picked up. But, um, like, if you didn't develop a side hustle in this time, then, like, basically, like, the messaging is, like, you're lazy. Um, And it's sort of weird because it's sort of, it's sort of saying, like, you have to do all of these things to prove that you're good rather than, like, in the general scheme of things, like, we're all just people in this world of many different people and the things that we're doing are to serve ourselves, not to prove ourselves yeah and to make yourself feel healthy. Yeah and that was yourself. actually a big turning point for me mm-hmm. with exercise was um, starting to frame it like not something that I'm doing with any specific goal besides for feeling good and saying to yourself to myself like even if I don't want to go to the gym, any given moment being like you'll feel better afterwards like you'll feel happier because like there are studies on this and they say that your mood goes up so you're doing this to feel good um, and as someone who's resistant to exercise I will say that
1: exercise has actually helped me in these last exercise few days. Has helped me. yeah so I am coming from the other side of three days of running that I can say <laughs> The after, like, high of running feels really, really nice. I recommend
0: trying yeah. if you haven't thought about it. Because it's yeah. hard when you're not leaving the house. Like, you don't get the little walks in. If you're if you're able to run. If you're not able to run, then, like... Dance in your bathroom. Yeah. I you also know, there's, dance in Hips so Don't Lie. I, I could hear you dancing. in Hips Don't Lie. I listened to every
1: time we touch Hips Don't Lie, some Akon. And it was just... Like really fun and like I like going sometimes there. Your body. Yeah. (laughs) Your (laughs) body. Like whatever that means for you. Um Mm -hmm. I guess one place that one side of health is eating. And right now you might not have access to what you usually eat, or maybe
0: your supplies are dwindling. Which could be like varying levels of stressful. Like I'm right now I'm thinking about people with rare diseases who have specific dietary Mm -hmm. needs. And I don't know. Like I guess depending on where you live and what your diet is and what your insurance is, what um, COVID nineteen means in that context.
1: And hopefully everyone still has access to stores or to online Instacart Mm -hmm. or whatnot. But no matter what, maybe you won't get fresh vegetables for a bit, and you've kind of gotten down to rice and beans and lentils and things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily cook with, but. I guess I wrote, and I think it's true. It's a chance to be creative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I wrote in some in my article about it, there are some apps like Cook Bright and Supercook um, that let you enter the ingredients you have, and they come up with recipes that
0: oh, use those fun. together. <laughs> yeah,
1: that like, okay, they know what's in your cupboard, and then they can figure out something if you're not as used to cooking. Um, and there's different ways, I guess, to figure out what goes together, because... In the end of the day, we often stick to a routine of eating as well because, like, it's just easier. But actually, when you have more time, it can be fun to realize, like, oh, you've had frozen peas and you've had wasabi sauce for a while, and these things can go together. And it is an opportunity. I mean, it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. when you want it, but sometimes when things are taken away, they inspire
0: some new creativity that you're never forced into. Um, We grew up um, without a TV. Um, Our moms just didn't like the existence of TV. And I actually, I was recently going through old diaries, and it was like, there was this page where I was trying to teach myself French from these, like, old cassettes from the 70s, and I was, like, trying to do (laughs) it entirely phonetically. It was ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's almost like, I feel like now that I'm an adult, I'm, like, pretty grateful that, like, we were given all this time instead to develop other interests um not that tv isn't also an interest um but you know we were able like there's a lot of skills that I think I have now that maybe I wouldn't have developed if I didn't have that time and right now it's like the entire world just got its tv taken away (laughs)
1: Um, it's like time is a luxury in a sense so it was and and time is
0: a huge luxury
1: yeah and like boredom I think is a huge fuel for creativity it's like you always are told what to do then you do that or you know what you're going to do there's nothing creative about it there's rhythm and there's routine
0: uh-huh. and
1: when your routine is taken away now you need to recalibrate reset yeah and that's a moment to reevaluate and put in think about okay I'm super bored I've done the same thing every night okay then tonight I watch stand up comedy or tonight mm-hmm. I you love stand it. up comedy okay. I love stand up comedy <laughs> so there's just this moment of space to give as time space that it, it get, having free time gives you free space to add in something you have wanted to do or maybe you didn't and you just have to think of yeah
0: it. and just yeah. like adjusting your goals I think this is something that um has come up a lot uh working in the rare disease space with um you know talking to people who have to adjust when they have a rare disease to sort of being like okay what I wanted to do before isn't possible anymore like i don't still get to be a firefighter which is what i've wanted to be my entire life and so and like this is it's a totally different scale like we've mentioned this before but i think we have to mention it periodically like giving up something that you've spent your whole life working on and realizing that this isn't something that will be over in a few months is of a just like drastically different scale than working with coronavirus um But, you know, it's, it is something where sort of realizing the summer of 2020, um, definitely the spring of 2020, but you know, depending on different estimates, it's it's not canceled. It just isn't (laughs) going to look like what we thought it was going to look like, but it can still have happiness within it. It just, it just isn't going to be the one that we thought it was going to be.
1: Which is, I think also something important, which, uh, it brings up something important which is having something to look forward to is important because it can be easy when there's no outside force structuring your life to not know to let it all blur together you know mm-hmm. now you can have that chocolate ice cream and you can start at 11 and you can watch tv in the middle of the day and all of that is fun to have that kind of freedom but it kind of takes away the the you have something to build up to like maybe watching a mystery show at the end of the day you have something captivating that you're like okay when I'm done with all of my work at 6 p.m I get to watch that show that's gonna be really fun like you have this by withholding pleasure you get to afford to it more <laughs> I don't know by by boxing out when you get pleasure and giving yourself rewards it doesn't it's not as chaotic it becomes some A way to pace yourself and have something... Have something to be more special.
0: Yeah. You know, when I saw, like, I'm looking at the outline, but when I saw have something to look forward to, I interpreted it kind of differently, which wasn't sort of, like, me withholding pleasure from myself, but sort of being, like, having pleasure withheld from me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, for me, I'm like, okay, eventually this will be over, and, like, I know what I'm really looking forward to this fall, um, which is dangerous because who knows what course the virus will take, like, yeah. And that's just better for sorry <laughs> um, but like even just um i see on the list sort of like planning a weekly book club or facetime sort of things that are external where it's like you can still make plans even if they're not um in-person plans
1: <clears throat> should we do don't look at too much social media oh don't look yourself. at too much social media <laughs> um i guess one thing that's helped me a lot is to just It's not, don't think about coronavirus. You should, like, stay informed as much as you feel comfortable with because sometimes the unknown is more scary. But also, there's a lot of media about it. I guess we're contributing. No. (laughs) Um, No, but there's a lot of media that's really scary. What were the ones that Alana was just telling you about headlines? Oh,
0: yeah. I open my computer (laughs) and I get a CNN notification in the top right-hand corner every time. I didn't even set it to do this. It just does this. And um, so I'll open it and there'll be one sentence. It's like, CNN, like, lands to a slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, top doctor. It's going to be bad.
1: <laughs> I like For some reason, the first week, I couldn't help but find all of this comical. I think because of how bad it was... I couldn't help it, but laugh. It, it's funny. It
0: is a it's, little funny. It. The, the it's I mean, it's not funny. Like, the lambs yeah. still slaughter is referring to, like, real human suffering. But there is this sense, like, when I'm looking at, like, the headline, Talk Doctor says it's going to be bad, that this is, like, a skit written by a fifth grader like yeah. that we're living in. And I guess it's just easy to get drowned
1: in all of this. I think people are getting better at pacing themselves. But in the first days, it's like you can just spend so long scrolling through all of these horrible things and it doesn't really help like you know as long as you're staying home and washing your hands and doing all the things I think it's more productive to limit that consumption because it just is anxiety producing for literally anybody who's gonna read it. Yeah
0: yeah I used up I was scared pretty early on and I used up my freak out juice early on like now like my brain has um acclimated to a sense of fear and now it doesn't even really register it but um uh, yeah I think uh, at some point I was really counting
1: down the days a bit not too much but it was like oh my god it's this many weeks I don't even want to say
0: it because it's yeah. too many
1: yeah <laughs> and it was much better when I just take it back by- day by day and
0: I'm like mm-hmm. you know what taking it's just, it day by day is today something yeah that I, and today's But, um, yeah, with, like, the consuming media, I think often it feels productive, and in some senses it is productive to consume the news, but, like, there was some point where I was like, it's not my responsibility to develop a vaccine because I'm not qualified to do that. It's not my responsibility to to do anything except for stay home, wash my hands, donate to a mutual aid fund when I'm able to, um, you know, be responsible in public, but, um you know beyond that like my responsibility is to care for myself and the people around me and I'm like not qualified or skilled to take any real action with the news beyond news it's like no now we do think you should wear face masks
1: and there's a lot of maybe this leads to something else so if you want to continue on this a little bit to the gratitude but like I guess that also leads to the idea of finding the positive side of it, because I find sometimes when I try and say anything positive about this, I immediately get told, yeah, but this is really horrible. And I understand that. But I guess as writers about rare diseases, Mm -hmm. uh, we're already in the media about pretty dire health situations sometimes that can be really hard to deal with and to write about and to listen to because some of these situations are really hard. And the only thing you can do is have a positive attitude sometimes. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm saying that well, right. I don't think...
0: Not, I, th- I think... Yeah. Maybe not it's the only like, thing, but it's I think a you can call thing. a sad thing sad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can let it be what it is. But um, it's
1: useful to... I guess it's not necessarily to ignore the negative, but to make sure that you also... Have that balance of positivity or gratitude or recognizing your privileges right now or recognizing what you do have because a lot of what the media is producing is really negative and mm-hmm.
0: it's yeah. also consuming media that's like meant to help you rather than scare you um i know i listened to this podcast, (laughs) like this podcast um but i know i listened to the first episode of sugar calling with cheryl strade where she spoke to george saunders and um i listened to this one episode of the daily that had a relevant excerpt from c.s lewis about you know the world has always contained suffering and threats whether it was like the atomic bomb or the plague or like you know this is like this is kind of just, this is what the world does, and um, kind of, there was something common, I'm not, I'm not able to repeat it, because I can't really remember it, but I would recommend listening to it, um, because I found some solace in it, and sort of consuming material that is meant to make you feel that way, rather than make you feel... Uh, scared and helpless and, like, you have to keep consuming it even though it won't help leverage your actions in any way. The only thing it will do is make you feel more scared.
1: And maybe you'll edit this out. I'll just preface with that. <laughs> But because maybe this is too, like, philosophical. I don't know, like, too off. Like, not This is a off, rare disease podcast, off. not no. a philosophy <laughs> podcast. No, but, like, it's too no. out there. <laughs> I guess, like, also suffer- not necessarily interpreting suffering as bad mm. because it obviously, I mean, that's just what the word invokes, but Mm -hmm. life, you can't only pursue happiness because if you're always happy, it's numb.
0: And having this balance gives you perspective on the other side. That kind of makes me think that, like, because I'm like, I think that actually it's relevant to this and it's relevant to um, the rare disease experience at large, which makes me kind of think that we should do a part two about that. Yes.
1: (laughs) I thought about that quite a bit. Uh, You might edit this out by talking... To a friend who was saying what are... This part you probably definitely wrote. But, like, what are our morals? What are we all aiming for? Our collective morals. And some people will say happiness. But it doesn't really make sense. Because happiness is just one half of the coin. When, because happiness has to come with sadness. So you can't understand Foulness. either. Yeah, yeah, it's like the two are balanced, I guess. To mm-hmm. give each other meaning. Yeah, or just,
0: like, depth of, like, the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and like you can't what feel happiness. I guess you can't feel like either one without having the perspective of the other. I side. have things
0: to say on it, but I'm too scared of like getting off, yeah, off, off track. track. Yeah. All right. I think something that I want to add um, two different things. One is um, one is um, I think there are so many ways to take care of yourself, but also just accepting the fact that this is sad and hard and allowing yourself to grieve that and not like, I think when we list all these self-care tips, um, or not just us, but like when the internet or the media or the world lifts self-care tips, there sometimes is this assumption that once you do all of those, you will feel okay. And you can do every single one of them really diligently all the time and still not really feel quite okay. And that's, An appropriate reaction to the time that we're in. And sort of, I know um, before I came to where I am now, I did two weeks of self quarantine alone. And when I was going into that, I was like, you know, I've thought about the options, I've decided this is the right decision, but it's hard to spend two weeks alone. And there will be times in this when I don't feel okay. And then when I was spending that time by myself, sometimes I didn't feel okay. And there was something calming about the recognition of saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I knew day one that I would feel this way sometimes and now I'm just passing through it. It's still the best decision for me, like to self-quarantine first before I stay with anybody else. And it's a way of accepting
1: the situation because mm-hmm. I think if you just reject those feelings, there's a sort of denial about yeah. what's happening.
0: Or that like you failed at your self-care. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just hard. And the other thing that I wanna say is cutting yourself a little bit of slack. Um, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying this as like permission for everyone to like go hang out in public but um I know I felt this and people around me have felt this where you go to the store and maybe you didn't quite need to go to the store and then you beat yourself up over being like now I could have coronavirus and I could spread it to everyone and like this is my fault for like having done this or like having like seen my friend and like we were kind of far apart but at some points maybe we were four feet and not six feet and now I've endangered everyone and um I know I've kind of gone down that um, path and I've definitely seen other people do it too and sort of realizing like it's not that terrible that you were trying to grasp for some sense of normalcy in it Um, and we're trying not to but if you are trying to do something that's like very basically normal and like in this really weird time and you've messed up with it a little bit... um, just to like have a little grace with yourself and a little bit of compassion for the hard thing that you and everybody right now is going through. Yeah. Um, And I think two more things I want to say before we wrap this up is one, just want to say a thank you to everyone who's working in person right now. Um, You know, if you work at a hospital, if you work uh, delivering mail or at a Grocery store, anything you're doing um, where you are participating in something that is essential for a lot of people, but is scary for you, um, we just want to say thanks and that we're really grateful. Um,
1: and if you don't have the opportunity to do that, and maybe you lost your job, we
0: feel you, mm-hmm. and we're thinking of you. And or if you lost a lot of different, th- if you're scared yeah. for your family, if you're scared for your health, um, a child's health, a parent's health. Yeah, um, because a lot of this stress is not necessarily
1: even about your situation, but about everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting paradox of it's pulling us apart and bringing us together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, uh, if we said anything that doesn't really that either is somehow inaccurate, or if it's if it's inaccurate, or if it just isn't in isn't congruent with what you would like to hear when we're talking about the rare patient experience um you can email us on our website you can find us at patientworthy.com we're at patientworthy on instagram and twitter and facebook and you can contact us there and we will make any corrections that we need to and also we're not doctors don't get your medical advice here we weren't really giving any but just don't yeah. and if you want to share your story email us instagram us all yeah, of those yeah. things too. But yeah, um, we're thinking of people in situations where you're working, you're not working, you're worried about your own health, you're worried about someone else's health, you're worried about your financial situation or finding medical treatment. Um, you know, there are, there are so many ways that this is really hard right now and we're here and we, um... We'll be back Reach soon. Out. Rate us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was dumb. We're sending. <laughs> we're sending. We're sending good thoughts your way.